Welcome to the Present Mind Podcast. My name's Mike, and I'm an energy healer, qualified purpose coach, and author. Every week, I'll be talking with real people about real issues and real ways of dealing with them. Tune in every Friday at 7pm UK time, and enjoy the show. And welcome back to the Present Mind Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mike. And as always, I am sat here with... Hello. Uh, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Helen. How are you doing, Helen? I'm good. I haven't been great, but um, I'm I'm better today. Much better today. Just (laughs) not a big deal. (laughs) I wasn't going to go into it then. Just no, just a bug that you and Millie had. Lovely bug that you had last week that yep. I seem to have had <clears throat> this week. Uh, classic case of upper limiting, which I have spoken about on our Instagram page and my Facebook group. So you can go and have a read. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so today, yeah. Um, we first of all, obviously, it is pretty important that we. St- start by talking about what's going on in the world at the minute um and especially with russia and ukraine um which has kind of led us to decide on what we're going to be talking about today yeah um and first of all obviously all of our love and positivity and healing go to the people and the country of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, and anyone who's been affected by yeah, this. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are feeling scared and worried right now. So mm-hmm. we just felt like we couldn't come on here and not acknowledge it. I think it would be um, wrong to not acknowledge yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Um, I will admit that I don't, I don't read or watch any kind of news. Um, that's a choice that I make for me, um, because I choose to control only what I can control, um, and even then, there's still stuff that comes up that mm. you do hear about and you worry about what's happening. And obviously, I, I am worried for all those people affected. Um, but a lot of the time, I find the news is very fear-orientated. And I feel that it is only led by fear. Um you know, that the chances are that if you switch on the news, the majority of the stories are going to be fear-based rather than, look how wonderful this person is (laughs) or how well this country is doing. Um, It tends to be the opposite. So um, 
I, that's that's how I choose to protect myself. And I know that, you know, some people might not agree with that and that's perfectly okay. Mm. Um, but that's that's my choice and, and I have the... It's my prerogative to decide how I want to deal with the media. Yeah. I, I, um, I obviously know a bit more. Um, and the only reason I know a bit more is because I'm present on... Twitter, and the yeah. only reason I'm present on Twitter is because of football. I, I yeah. follow football information stories and all, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, Twitter is a place where you can't avoid anything. Mm. Um, so obviously, I know a bit more about what's going on. Um, but like you, uh, we don't watch the news. Um, we don't read newspapers. Uh, we actively distance ourselves from kind of um, everyday. How's how's best to how's best to put this? Drama. Everyday drama. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's not a kind of burying our head in the sand. That's no, like we, know, said, we know it's going <clears throat> on. Yeah. We understand that, but it's purely a. Us protecting our own energy um, mm. and allowing ourselves to make probably more balanced decisions. Yeah. Um, uh, what's funny is, you know, we talk, you mentioned then about fear mongering in the news and, and stuff mm. like that. And my, my attention immediately went to uh, the hurricane. So for those of yes. you who don't know, Helen and I, uh, I think we touched on it last we did, week but really we didn't briefly. Really um, speak about it. Did uh, we were caught in hurricane. We were caught in Hurricane Irma back mm. in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, I want God, to say dreadful, seventeen. It might even be six. No, it must no, be seventeen. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we were on holiday out in the Caribbean um, and found ourselves caught in the middle of Hurricane Irma. Uh, and the most frustrating thing about all of it was the American news stations, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you turn the TV on and it was, it was the end of the world. It was literally the end of the world. It was the, the language and, and the kind of energy that they used to, to tell the story of what was going on was so outrageous. It was like, you need to... Don't get me wrong, it was a scary time, and yes, it was kind of... It was a trauma that we went through, but I think it was... What what you're talking about is the lead-up to it. Yeah, yeah. What was... Was literally, yeah, end of the world. Yeah, apocalypse Um, stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. It was... So much fear mongering, it was impossible to make a balanced, unemotional decision on how we were going to approach the days leading up to it, but not only that, the actual event itself. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the news fear mongering side of things we, we tend to uh, stay clear of, don't we? Yeah, I feel like we should finish that story, but whether... Uh, I... Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, 
yeah, basically we, we were stuck there. We did try to um, get off the island. We were in Turks and Caicos. Which is a beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, the most amazing people. And we feel very privileged to have spent time there and to have um, met the people, especially the people working in the hotel where we were staying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which is, can we name it? I'm sure we can. Sure. Beaches. Yeah, yeah. Beaches, which is a... Uh, in Turks the, and Caicos. The <clears throat> family uh, hotel of Sandals yes. Resorts. Yeah. Um, but they, they were really amazing. And um, we did, we weren't that worried until we had friends and family contact us from the UK. And I think, obviously, the UK news had also been... Picking it up and yes, um, and they were like, um, "Are you, <laughs> are you going to be okay?" Um, and we were like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll be fine." Uh, and then we started watching, just switching on, on the American news, thinking we should probably just check. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I had a friend who worked for the environmental agency, and she was like, really close to the time. She was like, "Helen, I'm a little bit worried. You." you are going to be in the eye of the storm, eye of the hurricane. And I was like, no, no, it's, it's saying it's going to miss us. And she's going, no, I'm telling you now, yeah. you're going to be, it's going to hit you straight on. And then we were a bit like, okay, let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and we, a, a large um, we airline, who we won't name, <laughs> was very, very unhelpful. Yeah. Uh, and we have said we would not like to use again um but yeah so we weren't basically we weren't able to get off the island uh, and we had to make the decision that okay well we're here for this so let's let's yeah. be here let's be present let's do what we can let's listen to advice um and it was very scary we had amelia who i think at the time was two and a half three yeah two and a half um and yeah, she, it, it was very scary. And the hotel, like I said, were amazing. And it came to the day of and the... I, I mean, I can't even describe the the wind. I mean, we people were saying how these storms were bad last week. And I was yeah. like, you have no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we had mattresses up against the doors and tables up against the doors, mattresses against the, the windows. windows yeah. We had to move everything. Towels um, around the bottoms of the doors. Yeah, we had we had to be room bound by a certain time, didn't we? I think it was by like three o'clock in the afternoon, despite the fact that the storm was going to be at its worst at 1am. Yeah. So at three o'clock the, the day before we had to be in our rooms, nobody comes out. But even then, you couldn't get out of your room. And by no. that, I mean the wind at that point was so bad. Yeah. You, it was really difficult to get anywhere yeah. and to do anything. So you can imagine, you know. Um, I did some posts on social media, which got picked up quite a lot, didn't they? Um, yeah. Protests. <laughs> resulted, yeah, resulted in us being on this morning (laughs) speaking to um philip and holly about our ordeal and at that time it kind of 
it was okay, wasn't it? I think it was about 10 o'clock, was it 10 o'clock at night, I think? Oh, I can't remember. Um, but it had only just started to really get severe. Uh, and I can't, re- I can't really explain the sound. What we did here upstairs was um, somebody must have left oh, a gosh. window open or the door had just possibly yeah, yeah come off its hinges and the racket of the furniture being thrown around upstairs was insane yeah. um and the water started to come in under the door doorways yeah, um, keep in mind we were on the third floor yeah and we'd the water been moved was, yeah, but from where moved. we were before we were on the third floor and water was coming under the doorway yeah. of the yeah. level we were on so yeah. like it was just mad. It and was... it was it started to flood a little bit, didn't it? In yeah. the in in our room, so we kind of we locked had... the door into the. There was like a corridor into where the bedrooms were mm. from the living room, so we we shut and blocked that living room door, yeah. r- rolled and put towels up, and then we tried. Then it started coming in from the other bedroom, didn't it? So yeah. we then blocked that one, and then we went moved into the bathroom. Um, Amelia luckily was asleep. I know, she slept through that. I I don't know how, but I'm just, I'm thankful that she was so young, she didn't really have that awareness. She hadn't slept all night in two and a half years, and then the one one night a hurricane comes, she was out like a light, wasn't she? Yeah. And the, but then it, it, then the water kept coming through, didn't it? So we mm. decided to move into the only kind of dry space at that point, which was our bedroom. Mm. So we all got up on the bed, our bed, um, and we'd had everything, everything up against the windows, and we just kind of stayed on there, um, the three of us, all night. And I remember there was one point... Maybe that was when we were in the bath. We sat in the corridor and she was in the bath. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah. And we had... We had we'd made sure we had yeah. a bottle of rum. We had a bottle of rum and we were watching Laurel and Hardy on uh, on the iPad, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, I think, like, the internet was still working somehow. So we um, just kind of went... Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but I remember the, the sound. It just didn't let up, did it? It was I constant. Always, I always say, you know, when you're stood on a platform at a train station and a fast train goes past. Yeah. And it's really loud and you kind of yeah. go, oh, gosh. Yeah. It was like that constantly for hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. That's how loud and intense it was. It was like yeah. you were stood at the edge of a platform with a fast train going past. It, it was like that yeah. constantly, wasn't it? And the... I th- I I remember at one point having that moment of fear, which yeah. is what we were, you know, of real fear. Going, have we done enough? Is that going to hold? Is yeah. is the wind? Is is the hurricane going to come in through the? You know, is this mm. going to be it? Yeah. Yeah. And we've spoken about that. Just, just a, couple a couple of times. Of times but there, were, there certainly was a moment, and I think we both knew it, because we were yeah. kind of like... it was. She was asleep, and then, obviously, the sound was so intense, and water was everywhere. Yeah. And we just kind of sat there, and we're like, oh, gosh, have, it, <laughs> have we? Yeah. Have, is this, you know... Are, are we going real, to die? Yeah, yeah. Are the words that yeah. neither of us have just said then? No, I know, yeah. Which is quite a traumatic thing to have to think. Yeah. When you actually allow yourself to think it, 
Uh, I I now feel like I have worked through that, but I know it held me. It, it was I know I had a certain amount of trauma linked to that experience for quite a while. Um, yeah, to the point where you know, if it was windy out, it would freak you. A yeah, little, I didn't it? like it. Yeah, um, and the I mean. Obviously, it it was okay, and and the hotel was fine. They they built it to I mean, withstand. You said it was okay. The building was but where the, we were. The building was the place we had been staying in near wrecked. that was wrecked. Yeah. So thankfully, we were moved. Yeah. But um, the I mean, you walked out, and there was just devastation, destruction everywhere. Yeah. Um, all the trees ripped out of their, their roots. Um, power lines everything was just it was a complete mess uh and we still then couldn't get off the island could we until like four or five days it was four later. days after yeah four days after and it wasn't you know we <laughs> i the biggest thing i think i took away from that was the most humbling moment mm, yeah afterwards which was the day after it was the most humbling thing and like super emotional <clears throat> and then obviously that's what kind of gave us so much perspective before we left i remember the day after the kind of so it's important to say that this resort um Turks and Caicos is a very small island uh and that resort that we were staying in was responsible for 30% of the country's income. Yeah. And so it was so reliant on that resort. So much so that the day after the work began yeah. on the cleanup, there was no kind of like sitting and dwelling. It was the people, you know, so many people within the country worked in that resort. Yeah. That was their livelihoods. So they was. The cleanup started immediately the day after, and you, the three of us, went for a bit of a walk around, just to kind of go and see and see yeah. what had happened, etc. And there were workers there, and the most humbling thing happened as we walked past, and we were going like, "Is everyone okay? Are yeah. you all okay? Can we and, help? Yeah, Can we and do this, anything?" This one guy shook our hands mm-hmm. and thanked us, and I was like what and he thanked us for being there yeah which in my head it chokes me up now thinking about it it's just like that mentality doesn't make sense to brits yeah it doesn't make sense the fact that and these people had lost it everything some of them had lost their homes and they were coming in to work we were we were they're on holiday. Yeah. And, you know, our thing was, let's get off the island for our safety, which at the end turned out to be fine anyway. But the other thing was, like, so many people were annoyed about their holidays and yeah. annoyed yeah. about, you know, being put out by airlines, which we were at the time and, and that kind of stuff. But these people had literally lost their homes, all their belongings and everything, and they they were smiling mm. and thanking us for being there with them. And that... And they were grateful to be living. Yeah. Which was a huge... I think a huge turning point for us. Yeah. Because we came away going, oh my God, what are we doing? Yeah. 
Like, and then obviously we wanted to help more and we wanted yeah. to do what we could, but obviously <laughs> we weren't allowed. Yeah, they, they, um, we desperately wanted to help. Um, I took, I took anything I could find, like um, bottles of water. Yeah, bottles of water <clears> and, <throat> and boxes of cereal, yeah. actually out of the resort, which they told me not to do but I did um with like a couple of bags and just went round to some um some of the little houses that on the side of the road and oh my gosh some their stuff was like all over the place it was on the roads on the lawns it was just a mess um and I think they were a bit confused at first but I I I just said, you know, yeah. just literally, just you just want some water or cereal or anything, um, and they were very grateful. They were so yeah. grateful for just something small. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I think it kind of ties in because some people out there will be feeling that yeah. rightful fear. Of, I mean, yeah. Life and death right now. I think it's important not to say that they're similar situations because no. by no means are we, you know, trying to say it's a similar situation. War is, is utterly dreadful. And, you know, some of the pictures and videos I've seen over the last couple of days are literally heartbreaking. So, yeah, it's very important to say... These are not similar situations, but we're talking about the emotional yeah, fear. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Sorry, that that is literally what I mean. Yeah. The the we're not playing down fear in that life and death situation yeah. is what I mean. Yeah. F- fear. What am I trying to say? I. I'm saying that if we are not the ones in those situations, I want to be able to send strength and love yeah. and light. What I don't want to do is focus more on fear yeah. for them and for those people. Yeah, because, you know, over the last however many weeks, we've spoken about choosing the right energy that you're putting out. Yeah. Those people that are already engrossed in fear don't need more fear. Yeah. And, you know, they're the reasons why we don't watch the news. They're the reasons why we don't, you know, respond so much and or comment too much on it. Because, like we've mentioned before, those words that we use, the language, that energy is just adding more out there, mm. which really isn't what we need. Um, you can't fight fear with fear no you can't fight hate with fear and with hate yeah you can only you can't fight it with anything because fight the word fight in itself brings up that conflict yes yeah that conflict that resistance you can only give and project love and I guess what what's you know what we're saying now is obviously (laughs) 
is obviously not focused to people in the Ukraine listening to no, us no, 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 <laughs> because we obviously have zero idea of what it's like to be there. I can't to, even imagine. No, exactly. So I guess what we're trying to say now is is to the people who aren't involved, yeah, the importance of not not leading with fear yeah. in situations like that. And not not for a selfish standpoint to, like I said, bury our heads or to do mm. anything like that. It's purely on an energetic level of going, the world needs more help. Yeah. So that's but, how we can help. Yeah, the world needs you. Yeah. Those of you who are listening, that this is what it needs right now. We need to stand together and send love and healing. Mike and I have actually spoken about holding a distance healing session, um, maybe in the next couple of days. And it's a choice. Yeah. I think, you know, that word's come up so much in the episodes that we've done. Choice is what makes us human and, and what we are. Um... We can choose how to respond to this. Mm. Like how we chose to respond when we were in Turks and Caicos. Like how the people in Turks and Caicos chose yeah. gratitude mm. despite losing everything. Yeah, We can now choose how to respond to this. And I think hopefully everyone listening to this will agree the only plausible way to respond is with love yeah um so and again you know that's kind of what we're talking about altogether is fear and choice um it's fear is a is an everyday all-encompassing unnecessary evil i guess or maybe it is a necessity. I think to it have is fear because because it heightens that choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and it's linked to the ego as well. What would you say fear is? Oh, that's a big question. Well, I think as I was just going to say, it's it's linked to the ego, which when we are in that place of life and death is important we need it we actually need it during those moments so I think calling it evil is a difficult choice of words because it's there to keep us safe however it also comes in a hell of a lot in those unnecessary moments when it, it envelops us and it feels like a, a presence. It's a, that presence yeah. of fear, that all-consuming fear. But actually, what is it trying to cover? What is it trying to prevent us from achieving or choosing? Mm. I think it's 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 ever present as well, you know, kind of linking to how we started this by talking about um, 
the news and things like that is the the ego and fear is fed far more mm. and we've lived in a world for so long whereby you know it runs on fear yeah unfortunately um, unfortunately it runs on fear like you said no one turns on the news and hears about happy things that have happened because fear sells fear fear controls fear controls um and it it's won for so long i think yeah um so it's so used to being fed yeah yeah which means it's getting hungrier and hungrier so yeah. those moments where it doesn't need to turn up it turns up because it's expecting to be fed yeah um so again we're going back to choice you can choose to feed it or you can choose the other option which is love and feeding love mm. and then you know we're looking at the importance of daily love mm. because practices. Pra- daily love practices because that's how we build that mm. resilience that's how we build that instinctive response of love that's you know it's just for ourselves and others and the world yeah those practices need to be yeah and again it's just popped back into my head i know we're talking about the news and don't want this to kind of turn into a rant against the way the world's being run because because we all have our own opinions and, and yeah, what's going on. Yeah, these are just our opinions. These are just our opinions. <clears throat> um, again, I'm reading this book, nearly finished, this book called Fear by Thich Nhat Hanh. Yeah. And he talks about the the presence of chaos and the, presen- the presence of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says how they should never be linked because that chaos will affect peace. Yeah. Um, much more than peace will affect chaos. Um, if it's kind of continually fed and continually affected because our go-to system for the last however many hundred years has always been chaos. Yeah. So chaos will win there because we're so used and ingrained to turn to it more yeah. often than we are turned to peace. Feel safer, easier. A hundred percent. And the the great thing, the great analogy he gave was the statue of the Buddha. Um, And the Buddha being that resemblance of peace and the resemblance of chaos he gave was the TV, the television, the news. And he said that's why it's so important not to have statues of Buddha next to the television because you're combining those, those two energies. Instead, what's important is make the choice about the chaos mm-hmm. independently, turn the TV off or to do anything like that, and give peace the, the identity and, and, and surrounding that it deserves so that you can yeah. fully dedicate your energy to peace. And thinking about it, that makes so much sense, doesn't it? It's why you have like an altar... Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, completely yeah. separate. You create that altar of love yeah. and peace, like you say. Because then, you know, you, to give it that kind of further detail, the, the statue of the Buddha, the Buddha itself, loses its worth mm. 
when we spend all our day sitting looking at the TV, it just becomes mm. it becomes decorative. Yeah. Instead of the actual intentional joy and peace and serenity and enlightenment that it's yeah. supposed to resemble. And the respect as well. It's the yeah, amount yeah. of respect that should be given to that peace, yeah. to that Buddha. Uh, doesn't your mum have a Buddha by the TV? Do you know what? Yes, she did. <laughs> I think we should go in. No, no, no. I d- after I read it, literally the following day, I went, move the did Buddha. He shouldn't be there. I just <clears throat> thought of that. How yeah. funny. Yeah. So you go in there, not there. Okay. Um, check. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're looking at choice. Yeah. Uh, and the importance of peace and 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 the role it can play in the world. Yeah. And in yourself. Yeah. Um, and talking of that, just before you finish, yeah. I would like to ask everyone who is listening just to take a moment and just focus in on their heart centre. So your energetic heart, which is in the centre of your chest. And just feel into that space. And I invite you to find the love in your heart. And just send it out as a beam of light to everyone suffering out there in the world. with what's going on right now. Just see that beam of light reaching across. And falling down like stars onto people and places that need our love and care and peace right now. May all beings be free from suffering. May they know love and joy and peace in their hearts. And so it is. I think that's probably a good place to end, yeah. isn't it? Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to us once again. Thank you. That was a bit of an intense one. Yeah, it was. I think much needed. Yeah. It's hard not to talk about those things when yeah. they're so present. Um so yeah thank you so much for listening uh we will be back next friday at 7 p.m um and have an amazing week yes have a good one sending you lots of love bye everyone bye